Episode 54, Fort Sweet Home. Welcome to episode 54 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. How is everybody doing all right? Yes. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about last episode. So a uh, big reveal at the end of last episode. What do you all remember about that? Well, we we're trying to head to the fort and the Umba Nor guys were helping us there. But they ended up being Captain Jaeger's squad or Colonel Jaeger's squad. Yeah, what do you all remember? Like, because you've gotten little bits and pieces about Jaeger and the story behind that, going back really, really far, actually, within the first five or six episodes. I want to say there might have been a little hint here or two uh, about this uh, this situation. But uh, what do you all remember about that kind of stuff? He challenged the previous governor to a duel, and it didn't go uh, the way I imagine he felt like it should go. Got pretty upset. And he sort gets, of, yeah. Got insulted and uh, sent him like away, kind of thing. And he made him so mad that he left one of the two, something like that. They didn't ever actually have a duel, but there was that, like that almost happened. It was just one of those things where, like, it almost happened but didn't quite happen, and like it was more along the lines of like the, the colonel just sort of embarrassed him by doing that in front of like a town council meeting. Because you guys remember that in the beginning. He used to, like the governor used to attend these town council meetings and then just stop and start sending like one of his other people. And a lot of that went back to the colonel was a very heavy presence. Um, what do you all remember about the fact that, uh, you know, like he's been missing or gone? He's actually been presumed dead for a couple of years. Like, what do you all remember about that stuff? I think it was one heavy winter that they were sent out and they were trying to come back into town, but they wouldn't mm-hmm. let him because of the rules they have set. So now. He was presumed dead because of that. Yeah. So they had, yeah. So like Jaeger and some of the, some of his like military followers had started to kind of construct their own settlement to the east. This this fort, this relatively small fort, and like the winter, like you said, was hard. And then they tried to get back in town, but they wouldn't get let back in town. A lot of people uh, lost a lot of respect for the governor that day. A lot of people assumed it was like petty and, uh, they started finding, actually found bodies of some people like frozen, uh, in the snow after this heavy blizzard. And then they found like the, the fort effectively abandoned and there's, you know, they, everyone just was presumed dead at that point. Uh, and so, yeah, they've been, they've been kind of hiding out amongst whatever. And you can see that even when he took off his mask, he had that kind of scar, you know, from like frostbite and stuff where he like kind of lost his nose and some other parts. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah, you guys are actually remembering more than I did. Uh, so then the other big thing, uh, is what do y'all remember about Gazella Trip, who is supposedly in charge of this, uh, this little encampment now at the Fort, at Fort Diego that was trying to let people, that was trying to keep people out last at. She's the lady who's in charge of the mining operation. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember who she was, you know, who she's affiliated with or loyal to? Wasn't it the, um... The people we started out with? No, it wasn't the PhD. She's actually, uh, she's actually specifically like monarchy. Like she's Ryan monarchy stuff. She was sort of an overseer managerial type, like older lady, 70s, but very impressive. Lavinia had a brief run in with her mm-hmm. at one point, uh, like a quick little meeting in which she was woefully disappointing. 
so so yeah Jeff so, just threw me on the spot and I floundered I you know yeah, yeah and I like how you were leaving like there's a part when you were leaving the room where she was just like the question you should have asked was this uh which is pretty funny um but yeah lots of little things kind of coming back uh, at this point uh the other thing we should talk about is let's take stock of the NPCs that we know are uh, alive still NPCs that we don't know anything about in the party that you all collected. Lavinia collected a few. You guys collected a few. There were a few known NPCs. So there's there's Loudon. Okay, you still have him. Uh, there's uh, Jonas Fair and Ralph Wilhelms, who you both who, who the the guys rescued from uh, from that big old fell knight guy that you managed to to, to destroy. Uh, and then uh, Lavinia managed to get Doc Quelly. That's a that's a good couple of names. Those are some big names. A lot of those go back pretty much to the third or fourth episode of the of the, of the show. Uh, but there are a couple other names that are kind of important to certain characters that we haven't even talked about. Uh, Ashley, would you uh, care to comment? Charlotte. Yeah. At no point in that whole sequence did Ashley even once or Lavinia yeah. even once think about Charlotte. Her basically her adoptive mother. Uh, isn't that insane? I think that's insane. And like, you know, there's that one guy that we just kind of forgot about a really long time ago, Roderick. <laughs> yeah, Roderick is the other one that Lavinia completely forgot about, kind of like her weirder Never mind brother. the fact that I was like running for my life because Jeff uh-huh. had me in three chase scenes. Everybody <laughs> was running for their lives, Ashley, including the two people we just mentioned that you just apparently didn't care about. I know. The guys, the guys went into a fiery building and dragged out a bunch of no-name NPCs. No-name NPCs. Guys, by the way, good job. Good job on that. Oh, yeah. But you. Thanks. Nothing. Nothing. Thanks for rubbing it in my <laughs> face, Jeff. <laughs> so then there's a couple other names that we should think about, too. Uh, Markov, we know, had offered Bear uh, and Sophia a way off, and he disappeared as well, and no one's seen him. Uh the uh, the guy who t- who led the takeover of Erdem, Conlin, he's nowhere to be found either. Uh, Bianna, the woman who we assume cast the spell that killed Zofia, don't know. Uh, Grizz, not sure. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Egon Yackles, the guy who could have translated a bunch of uh, a bunch of that Umbat Nor stuff. Even who knows? You know. And then a bunch of other folks, the other members of the town council. There's quite a few. Uh, Madeline Zeiger, the sister of the guy you came to this place a long time ago to look for that we don't really talk about <laughs> anymore because we have other fish to fry. Uh, yeah, there's, so there's a lot of... The uh, Abbey family that was on the boat. They're pretty screwed because uh, if you recall, the father, uh, the one you talked to the most, uh, Carl, he was actually at the Abbey when it was taken over. And now his wife and daughter, who he sent back to Verdum or got back to Verdum. They were at Verdum, so who knows where they are. And his parents were taken to the ailing aisle. So, man, there's just... Uh... And Bruno and Chadwick. Yeah, whatever. Whatever with them. Uh, but yeah, we don't know where they are either. So there's quite a few. I started kind of going through the list of like the NPCs that we kind of know and that might show up or you might be concerned about. So quite a few. And what I did is I made a little chart. A uh, little rolling chart. Like, okay, we've got dead as an option. Captured is another option. Uh, alive but and safe is one option. And alive and not safe 
is another option. And I weighted it in different ways. And I rolled it for all of the major NPCs, just kind of curiosity to see who met it. And uh, I have the answers right here in front of me. And I'm not going to tell any of you because that's not dead. how this game works. <laughs> what did you say, Josh? They're all dead. <laughs> I, the word dead comes up quite often. I'll say that. <laughs> so anyway, you know who's not dead? You guys, except for Melissa. Uh, all of you still have characters. We are going to go ahead and start up. It's dawn. Uh, it is the the morning after this terrible attack on Verdum. You all are standing uh, on a on a ramp leading up to this small, low butte hill type place uh, with a very steep sides on which Fort Jaeger was initially constructed. The light is coming up from the east. You can see over the ocean and beginning to beginning to throw some interesting shadows around the uh, around the area, and this group of umbat Nora have removed their masks their headdress their uh the things that kind of obscure who each and every one of them are and they're standing in rows you've got colonel jaeger played by idris elba standing out in front of them giving this speech to kind of get the doors open uh the couple arrows have been shot and fired in the ground you all have stepped back a few spaces a few steps and that's when you see the doors, the gates of this fort begin to suddenly open after like a good 30 second moment of silence after the the, the mic drop. And you can see that standing uh, silhouetted within this, uh, within this door frame are a handful of folks. And as they start to step and come down the ramp to meet the group of Umbatnor, uh, you can see that the elderly gazella trip is at the forefront of that. Uh, she's got some guards and stuff nearby her. And uh, there's kind of some discussion. You can see Gazella Trip, who is probably a little skeptical of, of this story, uh, kind of looks at him, kind of puts her hand up to his face, kind of turns it to the one side, turns it to the other. The two of them, you would imagine, would definitely know one another. Uh, they're older. They've been here, both been here for a long time. Different, different jobs, uh, but they definitely have been here for a while. Uh, and you can see that there is this recognition that comes over her face and it's kind of a tense moment and then she reaches out a hand to like shake it the classic like i'll grab you on your forearm you grab me on my forearm and they do that and then she they pull each other into kind of like this embrace this uh this little embrace and then she pulls away and she invites everyone in she says you are welcome here for what little space and resources we have come take shelter and one by one all the umbat nor start to put their headdresses on except for colonel jaeger and uh you can see some of the people that you've brought begin to push past and kind of head in and you have arrived inside of fort jaeger now fort jaeger is not fully completed uh, it was never fully completed and then it's been sitting largely uh, untouched for about two years but you can see there's a big difference between the aspects of this fort that are intact and the aspects that have been hastily patched up, you would imagine, by the folks uh, from the mine. Uh, you can see that there are all sorts of tents that are set up in this fairly massive courtyard. There is, a, there is the framework for a, kind of a central tower or a central building that has not yet been completed. Uh, you can see that there's a very large hole that's been dug on one side, and there's like buckets, like it's a sort of makeshift well. Um, 
there's a, a whole second floor and kind of goes around this octagonally shaped tower or octagonally shaped uh, fort. Quite a few people are up there, some of whom look to be standing at attention, others just sitting there, uh, sleeping in a variety of different places. Uh, what do you all do? I would say at this point, Lavinia, by the way, your your leg is, is, is getting ready to give out again as the uh, tincture is, is certainly starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. But all of you are let inside. On the way in, I want to uh, say thank you for your kindness when you had other options you could have made. It is appreciated. Who is this to? The, just someone at the, at the gate? No, the uh, Colonel Jaeger guy. Sure. And he will look at you, kind of eye you up and down. You see he gets a very curious look on his face, uh, kind of assessing you. But ultimately, he just does kind of a very curt nod uh, and uh, says something like, think, no, think nothing of it. And uh, he seems to be kind of getting pulled aside uh, by, by Gazella as if they're, they have a lot to discuss, apparently. Um, who else is doing something? I'm going to look for like a dark corner to stay out of everybody's way because I'm, you know, mutated and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, you have, a, you have coats and stuff on that are kind of covering it up so you're probably more or less okay your head looks weird yeah but your your friend in the back is probably okay olivia would try and find some place to like rest because i'm assuming at this point she's just done you uh you ask around and there is a medical tent uh when you you're carrying you know you got doc Coley with you so the two of you with some sort of medical training most likely head to that and lend aid as best you can until your leg fully gives out and then you find a place to sleep now there's this isn't the Ritz. This isn't the Holiday Inn. Like this is uh, it's an incomplete fort. There are a handful of rooms that are built into some structures, these smaller structures that are surrounding this big courtyard, but it's those seem to be largely occupied. Uh one of the medical areas seems to be in there as well. Uh, there's quite a few bonfires and stuff and different groupings of tents surrounding them. This fort probably wouldn't be able to hold uh, the entirety of the population of Verdum uh, comfortably and in its current state anyway. Uh, and it's a good thing that I killed a bunch of them off. So there's room. Uh, but there were quite a few people at the mine, don't forget, that are now here as well. So yeah, you can go ahead and you can seek and you can find out and eventually your leg will give out. If you ask around about Charlotte, no one, no one, no, you're the, they're like, you're the first people we've seen from Verdum. So no, no idea yet. Um, she'll also say when Gazella's done, may I speak with her with, uh, with Loudon? Uh, if you speak to Loudon, he can probably put a good word in for you. Sure. Well, I've uh, spoken to her before. Yeah. For about four minutes. And it was awful. <laughs> so she, she wasn't impressed. Don't over, but, um, <laughs> don't overestimate I, your influence. Yeah. Did I give, um, Loudon the letter back? Uh, I don't recall. I think I still have it. So I'd probably just give it to Loudon so he can speak to Gazella okay. about not getting the communication through. Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of solved that when you found the messengers inside of Bianna's uh, little apartment built into mm-hmm. the bottom. So you guys kind of know. Um, I think Loudon would probably be aware of that at, at some point. It's it's likely that that was brought up because he has been, he's been hanging out with a bunch of you for a while now. Like he's been yeah. ever since the gates, he's been with bear and, Hubert and Steckis, so who else is doing stuff? Uh yeah, I needed to visit the medical tents as well. I'm okay. 
nearly dead. So I'd probably help Lavinia over there and try and get some treatment. Do you have any injuries? I don't remember if Bear took any injuries. No injuries. Just grievously wounded. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's technically a new day. Uh, so we can start rolling some stuff. So do you want Lavinia to roll it? She'll have a higher higher than anybody else. Uh, uh, so if you want Lavinia can yeah. roll that before before her leg fully gives out again. She can maybe roll a couple of those. Yeah, then I could blame her. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys got bandages. So uh, go ahead. Uh, it should be challenging, I think. Wait, how many? Uh, you said you're both grievous? Yep. Yeah. So this one is for Josh. Crit success, you're welcome. Oh, nice. Two steps, buddy. That's awesome. Uh, long. Ten. Not a crit success, but still good. All right. One step for you. Uh, Stuckus, you're fine? Yep, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Sophia. Oh, wait. No healing dead. Uh, okay, I don't know how longer I'm gonna make those jokes. It could be a good five <laughs> or six more episodes. I'm not really sure. Uh, okay, so all of you have done that. Um, you can see that a few of the other folks that you saved from the fire are headed here too. There's a great deal of attention all of a sudden, and you can see Doc Quali uh, finally lets go of your hand and is gonna start kind of getting to work. She looks exhausted, but she's gonna do her best. Okay. We'll say like. After about an hour or two of you being here, we'll say your your tincture finally begins to start wearing off, and you can see you're noticeably feeling pain and, and a limp, and you would probably want to at some point get some rest. Um, but you guys are welcome to do whatever you want. Uh, I'll probably just try and get comfy at a campsite somewhere. Is there enough like firewood and everything? Uh, yeah, no one's really... Uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely stacks and stores of things. Uh, you can see that there's firewood... Also some, yeah. You know, there's also like barrels of, of rations and stuff like that that they probably brought over from the mine. You can see there's stacks of, of wood, of firewood heavily uh, stacked up. Um, and if you look around a bit, you can notice that there's groups of people who leave, uh, kind of going doing various jobs throughout the day. You can see there's others that are working on various parts, trying to quickly patch up with sort of wood, uh, what really probably should be stone. There's crude stone that looks like they brought over from the mine as well that they're trying to do what they can with, but it's not it's not perfect. So there's some like crude masonry that's being done to patch up some things here. This, she's definitely got a lot of people put to work. Before uh, resting, I want to walk around and kind of take an assessment of, so now that I'm inside, of how militarily safe this would be if they were to come and attack us here. Uh, you can roll warfare if you want. Just roll standard warfare. Get a general quick assessment without really kind of getting an idea of weapons and stuff. Just looking at the basic building structures and stuff. That's fine. You can do that. That's unfortunate. I missed it. Just barely. Needed a 42. Rolled a 45. Uh, so I would say that you are... If the walls were intact like if if, like they're stone walls so like that's the biggest thing like if if there were stone walls and there's high ramparts there's spaces you can see like like there's infrastructure for certain siege defenses not all of it has been uh has been implemented yet but there's they're definitely on the right track and if if you get a little time it's possible that you can maybe make this the fortifications here um probably you would say if there's if there's enough time and enough effort, you can you can possibly hold out. The trickiness is going to be the winter, you know. The fact that you the still have and everything. four weeks exactly. 
and there's not a ton of space here. That's there's like a crudely drawn, uh, a crudely dug well that kind of goes really really deep down, and people are kind of doing their best. You're you're seeing people like rappel down and like break up ice at the very bottom and start basketing up more water. It's not very efficient at all, uh, but it's what they kind of it's what they have. Alrighty, I'm gonna check up on Fares and Jonas. Okay. Uh, I would imagine there are some of the people that you brought over. Uh, we'll say Doc Quelle can attend to those, those two, and some of the others. Um, you can tell that both are injured. Uh, both I rolled injuries, and they both have injuries. Uh, none of them, neither of them, seem to be life threatening, but they also seem to be not in fighting shape. Uh, it looks like they have uh, some trouble. Uh, it looks like Wilhelm's has a problem with one of his arms, uh, and it looks like. Uh, Looks like Jonas has a really bad mace wound up against the side of his skull, um, and uh, if if he if he sees you, he'll you know if you if you check up on him, uh, Jonas Fair, uh, as his voice something like this it was very rough. Um, you, Birdman. Ah uh, yes, uh, you might not recognize me now, but my name is Hubert. I believe you. Um, thank you for. What you did, we would be, uh, we would certainly, Wilhelms and I, be dead if not for you and your uh, ragtag team of whatever the hell you are. I wonder, though, if you know them well, do you know the man with the hunchback? You friendly? Yes, he's been part of a group for a while now. Has he? Stekas is his name. We, uh... We speak of the same man. I wonder if you could do me a favor. A very simple one. I'll listen to your request. Could you bring him here? I... He kind of takes a deep breath, and he's like, I have a very um, important request of to make of him. I am sure it will not... Uh, be received particularly well, but it is desperate times, and so desperate measures and relationships must be made. I'll pass it along. All right. So I'll go find Stekus wherever he's headed. Uh, Stekus, uh, roll a stealth check. No, you find him. Uh, no problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, he's gone. You can't see him. I guess he left. Maybe he died too. Uh, I'll look for his hunchback then. There's like seven people with hunchbacks here. It's crazy. It's so weird. Everyone's been carrying stone for their lives. Uh, but you find him, relay the message. Uh, Stekas, what do you do with that? Begrudgingly, I'll go see what he wants, I suppose. I won't be very, I will not have a very happy, I was trying to stay away from where he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't but forget that over there. you guys literally saved the two of them. And they've yeah. been they've been walking with you this whole time and like limping along. So it's like he's had plenty of time to see you. Um, so when he, when he when you come in to see him, he um, he looks at you and he kind of takes an appraisal. You look well. Freedom has been good to you. Generally, it is to most people. Mm. Having the choice to do things is nice. Perhaps this will teach you not to. Commit crimes in the future that would warrant your imprisonment. I'm just not going to respond to that. Is there something you want, or are you just trying to make me angry? Have uh, Have you encountered any any of the others from the nest? 
in recent days. Have you seen any more of your... Uh, your fighters? Have you seen any blood wardens? Anyone from the nest at all? No, when they attacked the... If I remember correctly, the fighting pit collapsed or something fell on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I imagine that most of them were still in there when that happened. I've been imprisoned for uh, a month or more. I've only been told rumors of what befell the nest. I'm told the governor's entire home went into flame. Do you have uh, any knowledge of his whereabouts? If he's alive. As far as I'm aware, that's where he was. Uh, if I remember correctly, his wife was not there. She had gone into the caves. He, uh, he kind of perks up at that. So there's hope then that Governor Serena is still alive. He kind of, you can see he starts doing like calculations in his head. His eyes, like he's one of his eyes is like filled with blood. And he's just sort of like eyes start darting around at this point. I suppose it's possible then. You would know that there's a cave system of some kind, and uh, like you were, you were part of a group uh, with Blood Warden Frogus that was actually supposed to be leading the governess to see Merlin Pfeiffer uh, when the attacks happened. That was our little side story. Yeah, and you went back in, and you haven't seen her since. Uh, so he says, "If I know this is going to be a." difficult ask and I imagine you will dismiss it spit on me and be on your way but if you could perhaps find her I would be grateful and I would ensure that your deeds are properly recorded and that you would find yourself a welcome citizen in the Rhine to the south once more I don't know how I feel about that. I've already failed at trying to find one person. I've been, I'm not sure. And I ignored things that would have helped this situation to try and find this person. Then you are in a good position. Then you can learn from your mistakes and you can, you can do better this time. That is life, after all. We make mistakes, we learn from them, we become better people for having made them. Think on it. You are exhausted, I see. It was a very long night. I will think about it, but I make no promises right now. I understand. Thank you. And then you can see he just kind of turns, you know, kind of gives you like as best he can a nod and then turns away. Now I'll leave. All right. I'll go find uh, Lavinia and just kind of. I'm in the same tent. They're the same basic area. They're, there's all there's at this point. They're expanding the triage center. The emergency room is getting bigger. Yeah, just go and uh, be around over there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, is anybody else looking to do something? Yeah, I'll see if I can meet up with like Loudon. If it's like talking with any others, see what their plan is. You do, in fact, um, find Loudon along with uh, a few others uh, that you recognize you you know you recognize at this point the colonel uh and you recognize gazilla trip uh and they seem to be in a small not a building per se but like a a tent that doesn't necessarily have its flaps all around it's like a command tent basically similar to what they had uh at the mine it looks like they just uprooted 
all their larger tents and moved here and relocated. Uh, and when you approach, you're you're stopped um, by like these two guards that are standing out front. These two just folks. You might recognize them. You might not from your your time in the wardens. Uh, but they stop and they're just like, um, "Prophet Mayin, sorry, sir, you weren't invited." I understand. Do you know how long they'll be? Uh, it's not for me to know. It's not for you to ask. Sorry. And as you uh, as you're talking to this guy, Loudon gets sees you, and he's like. Kind of holds up a hand to like Gazella at this point, and and he's like he kind of waves you in, and the other two are kind of like no, but he he, he you can't quite hear because they're too far away, but you can hear him mumbling. But now he waves you in, and you they eventually let you in, and you are in. It's kind of a makeshift office for her. There's some uh, some rugs and stuff on the ground, little desk, lanterns, stuff like that. Uh, it's fairly cozy. You can see there's a cot. This is probably where she sleeps, as well, uh, and. You can see that there is like a big old map laid out on top of her desk of the southern parts of uh, of the ruin, including Verdum and including the fort. And when you come in, um, Loudon introduces you. This this man here, he his valor was unmatched, unparalleled in the attack on Verdum. He he saved my life. He saved numerous lives. Him and several others. I. I would urge you to look past his features uh, and realize that he is one of the the better fighters that we have left him and a few others. Where are where's Stekis and They're all resting right now, they're quite injured. I understand. If anyone deserves it's 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 them, but uh, this is this is overseer Gazella Trip. This is as you know now. Colonel Yeager, who slightly predates you. So your arrival is likely after his disappearance. So you probably never had any direct connection to him. And it's it's it's, it's probably close, but not quite. So it's probably like you probably joined in on like like just a season after he left. Okay. It's a pleasure to meet you guys. And so they will kind of take your stock. You'll see uh you know, Colonel Yeager will come over to you, kind of get in your face a little bit, sort of as if he's assessing you he kind of looks you as if he's looking deep into your eyes really quickly he kind of looks underneath the cowl at your feathery feathery coat and he says i've seen many of your kind many who have suffered similar mutations most on the other side however if this man loudon who i know to be honorable vouches for you then you are welcome to listen and he extends a hand, shakes, and greets you. I shake it. And Gazella, who's just like, if we could get down to business now, please. Um, what are we going to do about retaking Verdum? And at that, you just you see the colonel just start laughing. <laughs> Verdum is gone. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. It's golden. Let it go. And then uh, they go back and forth for a little while at that and like eventually loud and just like kind of the peacemakers like come our first priority should be ensuring our safety here ensuring that people are safe as they can be that they're well taken care of and there might be other survivors we were just one group there could be others out there and they might not have made it here they might not have known to come here they could have gone elsewhere we don't 
We need to look for them. We need scouts. We need people willing to go out into the snow, to go brave the potential of encountering some of their own scouts. We need to find survivors. And so, like, he is, like, the parent as the two of them squabble, as the colonel is, like, talking about wanting to just abandon the fort entirely. Like, we are far safer within the mountains. And Gazella is just not having that whatsoever. And she wants to overtake, she wants to retake Verdum. And so there's like this constant push and pull. What are you doing? I'm going to add my inputs to that Verdum was completely destroyed pretty much. Hmm. Greed. These beasts just ran it over. There's no way. And inevitably they might even be coming here. Well, that is something we'll have to also determine, isn't it? As Loudon kind of speaking up. He seems to be the level-headed one. Gazella is slowly coming over to his side, at least, or at least is kind of being more persuaded by his reason than by, you know, the the scoffing of, of Colonel Jaeger. Um, what would you suggest, then? Uh, we can definitely have scouts go out and take a look at the situation. So my party is willing. If you have any others, we can take them as well. I suppose I could lend some of mine for duty. This duty, they are far more suited for moving about undetected. We've been moving about undetected under your nose for years. What's another day or two? There's also talk of trying to get close to Verdum to see getting a more accurate count of their numbers, who's left. Very dangerous, but certainly something that can be done. Um... Loudon will probably encourage you to get some rest before you go back out. Right. And then they'll um, they'll send out some scouts. Gazella's already got people kind of going, and she's describing a couple other things. Apparently there's a variety of things that they're doing. She's got people who are out, you know, going out on various runs to get food, people going out in various runs to, like, you know, hunt and fish and kind of collect what they can and start to stockpile as much as they can. Um, people who are doing more woodsman work, kind of collecting firewood, bring that up. There's others, like, big strong lads uh, and such who are uh, who are heading back to the mine and bringing back a bunch of supplies here and there. Uh, so they're kind of going over everything uh, at that point. Uh, when you look around, like this is really all the leadership that's left. Uh, Gazella is a fairly high-ranking steward and administrator. Uh, Loudon was a council member and a decent decent person and colonel is a military leader so like this is like the brain trust at this point this ragtag group and you're in this you're in this tent with them so you have a moment to influence something if there's something you you think they should add to their agenda so i'll just pass along some information they might not know so stuff about the abbey hideout and i think uh markov possibly fleeing on trip stuff like that you can see that uh that Loudon kind of exhales at that not surprised disappointed and at the mention of a ship, Gazella, very interested, I very much would like to know where that ship is, how large it is, how fast it is, and whether we can quickly send word back to the Rhine to get reinforcements here. This could be another very useful thing to do. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but only that he kept it hidden off the basic coast. But he said it was quite a large ship. We should make this one of our tasks. We should put together some folks to look for where a ship might best be hidden. <laughs> Very long to-do list, I, I see. So, we will uh, adjourn for now. This is Gazella. 
the voices are starting to get mixed up in my head. Uh, but she suggests adjourning for now. Uh, the decision to send out some scouts. So you're going to see that a couple folks are going to get together and maybe do some scouting groups and stuff like that. So there's there's sort of a plan. Uh, what you want to bring to the group to do is up to you. So, but uh, you can feel you can feel exhaustion kind of overtaking you. Adrenaline is probably kicking. You know, it was kicking in for a while, but now that you're completely, you know, you're out of immediate danger, you're probably getting exhausted yourself. You can see Loudon is also exhausted. So, no reason to make a decision to do anything right this second. Uh, but there are quite a few tasks that the group could do. Depends on what you guys want to do. All right, I'll just meet back up. Take a rest. All right. So we'll say you can have a couple hours here uh, to recuperate, uh, a few hours to to get your peril back. Um, I'll say considering you're within walls and it's warm and there's people around you and they're not trying to kill you, you can go ahead and move all the way back up on your peril thresholds. Um, we'll say that sometime, so that was around dawn, so like 6 to 7 in the morning. And so early afternoon, uh, we'll say all of you, after you've had your six hours, your necessary six hours, you have uh, some food, meet up with each other, check in on Lavinia, who is once again immobile. What's the status on that? Well, she's got a long way to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like resting days, I think I had like uh, nine nine more days. Uh, yeah, if you were literally bedridden. In a bed, yeah. Yeah. We'll just keep drugging her up, right? You certainly can do that. Do you have any more tincture? I have three, but that's it. So you have those three. So that means you have three days worth of stuff that you could potentially do. Before I'm out of commission. <laughs> Bear, I would say you would also, uh, being a, a craftsman that you are, uh, just looking around, there's a, plenty of things that you could potentially get into. Yeah. If you wanted to try, instead of going out and doing something, staying back and doing something, there's always something you could do here. There's plenty of people who are trying to build structures, trying to build reinforce, reinforce like gaps between the stone and the walls with wood as best they can. There's others that are actually trying to do masonry here and there, but that's really slow going. Um, you've also heard that there are people who are going out and probably heard this from Hubert who are going out. There's like cutting crews that are going out and bringing back logs and such. Uh, and there's people that are fishing and hunting and there's people that are going down back down to the mine and trying to grab some resources and stuff. So there's a little bit of something for everyone to do. It's just a question of what you guys want to do. Um, I've been kind of, I know you guys mentioned this. We mentioned this last time. We're kind of trying to think of like, you know, what we want to do, like building this place up. Um, so I have like some little stuff that we could potentially do. Um, so there's a variety of things that you could uh, you can kind of contribute to, and I figure we can have our own little kind of makeshift mini game that we kind of put together ourselves to see. Fesson inspired. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I I like the idea of having that campaign mechanic. We tried that with conspiracy, but that got derailed. Uh, so I made a list. You already heard some of them. Uh, so there's definitely injured folk. So someone could be taking some time to do some healing. Uh, there's, uh, scouting parties that are needed, uh, for finding other survivors. There's, uh, there's scout groups that need to head over to Verdum and try to get a better assessment of their numbers, uh, and whether or not they're looking like they're going to continue to move East. Uh, there's, uh, hunting groups and fishing groups. Uh, there's, uh, there's groups that are just going back to the mine and just doing hard labor and bringing it back. There's building groups. There's 
obviously there's going to be sort of defensive stuff uh, in terms of like warfare, making sure the defenses of the of the keep are in place and other kind of other kind of groups. Uh, so there's little things that we could do, and I figure we could do like a little mini game where instead of just doing a really boring montage, you all like tell me what you're doing. It's more like a it's kind of like we're doing like a skill challenge or something, but we're doing it in like in a single setting, and everyone can kind of task off and go do something else. So it sort of depends on what you want to do. So I think that sounds really cool. And whether you and the, I'll, I'll ask for a skill check, and your skill result will kind of determine will actually influence the relative strength of the fort in one way or the other. So. So there's things about getting food, healing people, fixing the fort up, scouting, doing some dangerous, stealthy, stealthy missions, stuff like that. So who is interested in doing what? I will join the scouting squad. So there's two different kinds. There's one that's going to literally just be scouring the countryside looking for surviving group, survivors, other stragglers all over the place. And then there's the other that's going to get right up close to Verdum and try to get an assessment of the how many there are left there, how many how many people are there. Uh, like the, the the enemy forces, basically. Yeah, let's get it right up in there. Okay, cool. So we have one going on the scouting Verdum stealth mission. What do you got, Bear? Uh, yeah, that's actually like exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to stay back and kind of help out, uh, rebuild this fort, just kind of uh, blow off some steam or like stress from like losing Sophia. Just like have my mind on something else. Yeah. Well, actually, you should touch on that, by the way, because I, I don't think everyone knows yet. So we'll we'll sign these jobs, and then we'll we'll take a moment on that. Uh, what about you, Lavinia? Um, I think I would like to try and get some bed rest, but I mean, help out in the tent as much as I can from being bedridden. So if that's making bandages for them or what have you, that can work. Yeah, we could do that. Making supplies well, in bed. Okay, we can we can do like a like tinctures and stuff, maybe. Or not, I don't necessarily have the stuff for that, but I mean, right. like health stuff or whatever they need. Bandages for make. sure. Bandages for sure. Stuff like that. Yeah. That could be something that can contribute to the overall efforts. Uh, what about you, Stekis? Make sure that the Ford is getting their fortifications improved. Seems like a good idea to me. Okay. All right. So then we'll, we'll tackle that in a minute. Uh, so we'll say everyone's woken up at this point. Let's grab some food. I don't know if you guys have mentioned this or not yet or noticed, but Sophia is not amongst the group. Right. I remember Baird telling us he would tell us later. So I'm just waiting on him. I guess you'll see me sitting there just like gripping a shiny little compass that you used to see in Sophia's possession, just like mind blank, just wandering. Bear, what what are you holding? Oh, this uh, this was Sophia's. Um, I haven't told did she, you yet. Did she drop it? Where Where is she hiding? I'm tired of talking to the boys. I would like female company now. Yeah, about that. Uh, she did drop it, but she... Oh, gosh. All right. So she's not coming back. She was at the... Oh, God, I completely forgot the name of it. She get on the boat Box that Elder. Markov Box was Elder. talking about? No. She leave us on the boat. Uh, that that would have been the perfect fucking lie. <laughs> you could you could honestly tell her that if you don't want to tell her the truth. If you want to let her down easy, nah, I'll tell. We were at the box elder coming to meet up with everyone else, and that that bitch Brenna, the pink fire in her eyes, cast a 
horrible spell rained down this fire and was changing the people that it hit into these <gasps> monsters. And she was one of them. I had to end her suffering before. Did you let worse. her change? No. No. I I promised I'd bring her to the ocean, but this was all that I could bring of her, so I need to do that someday. And at this point, Lavinia will just go very, very, very quiet because uh, you specifically, Jeff, described me witnessing as pink flames just erupted behind me as I'm running. So I imagine she's just imagining that and just knowing that that was the instance. That's terrible. Yes. Also awesome, but <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, so I don't want to go back to Verdum anytime soon. I'd like to stay here and focus on other things, like making this a safe place. You guys knew each other for so long. I'm sorry. That's a shame, yeah. You both came here together. I think along with that Chobi villa too you told me about. That's <laughs> two she's killed off now? Yeah, I haven't given up on Chobi. <laughs> he's got he's gotta be out there. Yep. If I made it, he can make it. There's not really oh. words you can say when you lose someone. I still offer my condolences. I have been through that many times. Thank you. Thank you. We should plan a vigil for for her. There's others that are doing the same thing. Like there's going to be kind of like a thing like where people are just going to kind of start to figure out who who was gone, who's still potentially out there cuz many other people passed. You know, many other people were taken. So, there's definitely going to be something along those lines. But uh before people get too lost in you know, lost in the sadness, like you can see that Gazella and some of her subordinates and you can see Loudon and you can see some of the Umbet Nor and stuff. They're not letting people get sad because they're like, there's, there's, they're going up into groups that look like they're doing nothing and they're making sure that they're doing something. They're going up to people who are slouching and doing nothing and make sure they're doing something. And like the best way you can remember your fallen is to ensure that you don't join them and no one else here does. And so there's a lot of get to work, get focused. There's time to mourn the dead later. And so there's there's a lot of that going on, especially since the knowing whether or not they're marching on the fort right now is still a mystery. They people don't even know that. Um so you 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 can tell that some people don't take that well. Some people take it just fine. Uh but people start splitting off and getting getting to work if they weren't already at work. A lot of the people who just arrive, like there were like about 20 people in your group, plus the 20 of the Ubat doors. So it's like a good 40 people who just showed up, which is roughly the amount of people that were here to begin with. And you can see that those of you who have just traveled through the night and have been resting for the day, like don't wait. They're like, don't waste that waste the sunset, that kind of thing. Uh, and so you're pulled aside, Hubert, uh, by the colonel. Uh, Colonel Otfried Jaeger, and he puts you in touch with a few other volunteers. Uh, you can see some folks you might recognize from Verdum. You can see some Umbat Noir folks with their masks on. Uh, and uh, they tell you if you hurry, you can get back here before dawn. Uh, you can go up, you can scout, and then you can get back. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, and then with the bandages... And with other supplies, Lavinia, you can see that uh, 
Doc Quali will just start dropping stuff in your lap on whatever cot or whatever uh, small roll of the blanket that you're sitting on. And she and she'll just be like, make yourself useful <laughs> and just kind of get to it. There's just a lot. And if there's going to be more survivors, we need more. That kind of thing. Um, and you can see that there's a handful of folks you all recognize, actually, from your time down at the mine. You see quite a few people that you've seen before. Uh, so there's there's folks that you interviewed during the investigation to Oswald's death, some who recognize, like Malone, the bartender, Vino, Vino Dos, the arsonist girlfriend of Oswald, the gnomish woman, uh, quite a few others as well. Um, but you... You're approached at some points, um, bear by Everd, uh, who was uh, a friend of Oswald's, a human uh, friend, and I and he uh, he recognizes you. He remembers who you are, and you can see that along with him is good old Poldy. Moldy oh, Poldy. Poldy. Yeah. Oh. The poor poor dwarf female who not only was wrongfully accused of the murder of Oswald Ash, but was uh, then beaten and tortured, uh, thinking that she was it. But uh, they are here, and they seem to be kind of in charge of a lot of the, the stuff that's going on. So Everett seems to be doing a lot of the, the runs back and forth to the mine. Uh, and then Poldy seems to be more in charge of like the mason work, but also can point you in the direction if there's something specifically you want to do. Um, so like, is there a particular skill that you have that could be of use to us? Uh, more partial to woodworking, but uh, I could always try some masonry. Carpentry would work just fine. We need plenty, plenty of things done, for sure. We'd welcome, we'd welcome your help. More than glad to. Okay, so they pull you aside at that point, and uh, you'll you'll go with Poldy, and uh, Everett will go off, and he'll take whatever crew that's going down to the mine. He's going to start making those runs, and then Poldy will start escorting you around to different parts of the fort that they're still constructing, like the. Uh, sort of the skeleton of it, right? You know, the 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 interior that is going to eventually have masonry built upon it, and so that's kind of your task now. Okay. And they they there's a couple of places where there's plenty of uh, plenty of tools to get to to it. You have some of your own as well, and uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely get to work. Uh, Stekis, uh eventually uh, you are also introduced. Uh, it seems to uh, Colonel Otfried uh, Jaeger by uh, by Loudon again. And uh, he will, Otfried will, again, he's eyeing you strangely. Uh, you know, he's, he's kind of curious about you. Um, not in the way that others do. Like, sometimes there's people who look at you and you can sense that there's a trepidation or a fear about them. You don't get that from him at all. You get, uh, I would say, suspicion uh, is, is sort of oozing from him. And he's not really making any attempt to hide it. Uh, but nonetheless, he'll... You know, he'll he'll point you to some of the other folks that he's he's brought with him, and he says, uh, "You look like you look like a man who knows has a swing one of these." And he was like holding up an axe and a sword and stuff. There's quite a few within these walls who don't, or at least the only thing they know how to hit with is a tree or a shrubbery or some such. We could use a hand in helping make sure some of these folk know how to. Swing a blade, fire a bow. We could use a hand, making sure they know where they need to be standing, where they need to aim, that sort of thing. And uh, your friend, the Birdman, said that you were a person I could come to 
for this. It's been a while, but I have some experience doing that. Well, good. We need more with experience. And so he'll pull you aside and we'll start to maneuver and kind of go around. You'll see that there's a whole mess load of like miners and these uh, people who know how to swing pikes and they're burly. They got, you know, they got muscles and they're, they're not like hard dainty folk, but they just, they're not warriors. And so you kind of get situated into helping them out, pointing out specific places that might make a better vantage point for scouts, for lookouts, for archers, that kind of thing. As for walking around uh, and he showed me all this stuff, I'm going to say, is there something about me that bothers you? Uh, and he'll look at you and he'll say, you've got the look of one of them. We had an incident in our ranks where one of ours apparently turned, or rather was weaseling into our confidence, encouraging us to do certain things, sabotaging some of our plans, and they had a way about them, a feeling, you could say. And I look at you and I wonder just where... Where your loyalty and morality truly lie. Take no offense by it. It's not as if I don't think this of everyone. You are just a bit harder to determine. Fair enough. All right, so everyone kind of goes off. You immediately split the party. And here's when I get to kill all of you one by one. So with Bear, a roof falls on you, kills you. It's crazy. With Lavinia... You start messing with some chemicals. You snort it up there. You get way too high, and you die. Stekus, it's pretty easy. You're doing some sort of practice sparring, and some idiot just gets a lucky shot and just catch you in the throat. <laughs> and then with Hubert, that one's pretty easy. You get caught by a bunch of uh, a bunch of the marauders, and you're killed. And so that has been Adventures in Lollygagging. The end. Thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for joining us. And Zofia's already dead. Uh, all right, so we'll go ahead and we're going to do a, what I'm going to do. We'll do a couple rolls. And this is, again, this is our little mini game. And you get you get some options. Uh, we'll start with Lavinia. Lavinia, you want to look to be making some bandages. Yes. So uh, there's going to be, and by bandages, we're making bandages more for supplies, not for you personally. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just like the resource, like a resource mechanic. Uh, it depends on how many you want to try to make, like how much you want to push yourself. Uh, if you want to take it easy, just roll a routine test. If you want to kind of slightly push yourself, you know, like what you would normally do, you can go standard. If you'd like to really push yourself, you can go challenging. And that would kind of determine how much you contribute to the overall resource score. I'll probably try and do standard. Okay. Uh, so it'll be a standard heal test for you. Pass with a five. You should have went You should have went the other one. So that's Right? A, yeah. So that's a pass. Okay. So you spend the whole day making bandages. People, there's, and you're like out of honey by the time you're done. Like there's just no more. And you start making a bunch of other bandages without the honey called gas bandages and stuff. They're not mm-hmm. as useful, but they're good for a backup. And so you stock up quite a few uh, and so much that there's some left over by the end of the day after they've healed uh, the folks that are already know already here and wounded and whatnot uh bear sort of the same question for you like you can you instead of instead of in terms of how much you want to push yourself it's more of 
the complicate how complicated of a task do you want to undertake? Uh, do you want to take something that's that's simple that you know you could have done when you were a child? Do you want to take one that's mm. pretty standard, or you want to take one that might be a little complex, maybe a little bit you know beyond what you're comfortable doing or you've never really done before? Uh, so it's kind of up to you. Let's go all the way. That's what I want to hear. Plus ultra. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So you are quite literally trying to build a bridge between these two sections of stone wall uh, to help with the uh, the kind of the walkway that these uh, people have to come across. The problem is, is that the butte on this side is indented where... There's like this huge drop. And so people are going to be walking over top of like what is effectively a cliff, almost looking down with a cliff that's kind of extending a little bit further beyond the foundation. So it's kind of a dangerous, uh, kind of a dangerous tactic to do. You got to do some hanging upside down, such hammering stuff away, roping things off. It's a little bit more dangerous than you're probably willing to doing, you know, normally have to do. So a challenging trade calf test. Uh, am I allowed to do an extended test? Sure. Okay. Uh, we'll say uh, if you take extended, uh, it'll probably bleed into tomorrow, however. We'll say that. If you do that, it's going to take you probably an extra day. That's fine because I have determination. I like just got it. Beautiful. Um, it gives me an extra plus 10 when I do an extended test. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, so it's challenging. It's challenging, so bump it up to standard, and then you get your plus 10 bonus. That's a really bad roll, 98. It's not a crit fail, so if you like, you can use a fortune point to re-roll that. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh. There we go. Crit success. crit success. With a crit success, I will say then you are able to get this, uh, this kind of bridge between these two sections of the keep built in one day, in fact, and... Not only that, but there are quite a few folks who kind of are looking at you in, in this sort of awe as you're getting to like this zone, as you are literally hanging upside down underneath like this area, hanging rafters, roping thing off. And it's like 100 feet down or 100 yards down to the ground on the side of the butte. And there are people kind of like watching you in awe at this point. And when you hop down, you kind of go over, you get a drink of water from like some kind of young, like 18 year old, like dwarf who just hands it up, kind of looking at you like you, um, you're crazy, man. You should be able to be careful there. You can't get that fast. You're going to. And so you kind of start to develop a bit of a reputation for yourself, actually, as a daring, a daring man, but also someone who can get shit done. Daring, bare chested, uh, individual. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go bare chested. It's like five degrees out but yeah that's how i do it <laughs> there is a little <laughs> bit of snow coming down and you guys are Polar still you guys are still waiting you guys know that there's there's going to be another storm like that's what all the locals basically say there's going to be one more big winter storm before it's over all right so then uh we'll do stekus next so stekus uh you uh you wander around, you can help out with some training, you can point out to certain things, you can do the same thing. Do you want to try to take on too many jobs? Like, do you want to try to do multiple things? Do you want to try to help train? Do you want to try to help assess, like, the strategic value of, you know, or the strategic strengths of certain aspects? Or do you want to try to help with the plan of defense should you be attacked. So those are like three things. And depending on how many things you take on in one day is going to increase the difficulty. So it's going to be routine, standard, or challenging. So if you just do one thing, it's routine. If you try to do two things, it's standard. I'll do challenging. Okay, challenging warfare test. Go for it. 
That's a shame with that. I rolled a 55 too, but it's a crit fail. Unfortunately, it's a crit fail for you, which means no re-rolling. Yep. So you do not have as good a time today uh, in your attempts to train other folks. Not only are they not listening to you and they're doing a terrible job, but they start to harass you and someone kind of like, you know, points at your head, they point at your back and they're like, this one's, uh, you sure this one's on our side? Look at him. Look at this one over here. And a bunch of people start huddling around. And you spend a, a significant portion of the day kind of having to fend off uh, a lot of a lot of folks who are just like bumping you in the shoulder as they walk past and people talking about you behind your back. Um, you, you, you even have to pull like Loudon away. Like Loudon has to come by and like vouch for you and such. And he is busy doing other things as well. Uh, and that helps for a short period of time. But then after a while, the same thing happens again. You're just kind of getting harassed. You, you feel a snowball hit you in the back of your big cone head at certain, a certain point, and you can't see exactly who it came from. They were hiding too well. Uh, when you're up on the when you're up on the the ramparts of the of the fort, and you're making suggestions in front of the colonel and some of the others, uh, they kind of look at you like, "What are you? What are you, an idiot? Like that's not that, that's not the best place to to put it." And they they actually ask you to leave and they get a, they do one of those things where they assign you a job that you know is kind of like really easy and it just kind of gets you out of the way. Uh, and you, uh, what's going to happen is that uh, you will not be able to, uh, to work on this again uh, next time we do one of these roles. Uh, you have lost the confidence of the people who are kind of in charge. Uh, the complete opposite of what happened with Bear. Uh, Bunch of bullies they are. All right, so that's a fail. It's a crit fail. Pretty good. I definitely respect the challenging. If you would have gone, even if you would have gone standard, that was still a crit fail. You would have had to have gone, would have gone routine. And then the last one we'll work on uh, is going to be is going to be a uh, Hubert who quickly heads down the ramps outside of the gates, and there's a couple other folks, uh, some of them who are Umbat Nor. And no horses, but everyone's moving like at a really quick pace. It's like everyone's like running. Um, and there's a few people that you might recognize from your days in the wardens that don't necessarily pay any mind to you. They kind of stare at you. You don't look like you used to. <laughs> You've got some changes to your body. Right. And then you got some other of these masked folks as well that are leading. They're taking the way and they're taking you kind of in a curious route. Like there's people who are pulling like you're instead of going over top of a hill, you can see they sneak up and they find this little tunnel, this cave route that just takes you through the hill and it just goes a little bit faster. Um, there's other places where like normally you would be climbing up a ridge line at this point and then having to go back down another slope. But instead, you're like carving through the earth. Uh, and so you're making a lot better time than you normally would. Um and uh, and the one person who seems to be kind of most uh, out front uh, is this uh, this this woman with a I don't know Melissa what kind of headdress would you say Avare would have uh, on her Umbat Nor get out get up is a fox an option sure why not so you have uh, so you murdered a fox at some point in your past and now you're wearing its face uh, but yeah you have like a a, a fox uh, any is it painted any kind of colorings on it or anything like that. Uh, uh, it's definitely been well taken care of. Okay. So I would say it's not painted. It looks fairly original, um, but this is a point of pride. Okay. And do you have, and there's like a particular weapon or something that you're carrying? Are you like a person who carries a bow? Do you have like, are you, you know, what is it you got? 
I have multiple weapons. What you would see is the bow. Um, that's kind of the biggest thing. Uh, you would also see a stiletto um, on her waist. Kind of on her waist hanging down on the side. Uh, and uh, and you can see her get up to like certain spots up ahead. You can see her like start to run out in front of like the scout. She's like the scout for the scouting group, like running out a little bit further ahead, uh, climbing up to a tree, kind of pointing out, like kind of looking. You see a lot of hand signals, not a whole lot of verbal communication between everybody. Uh, but eventually, uh, a little just just as sunset is beginning to to happen, you all make it to the outskirts of Verdum. But a mile out, you still can't see too much of the town at this point. Um, you've passed some bodies along the way. Uh, definitely folks who tried to get away but didn't. Uh, so you would imagine there is at least some uh, semblance of scout outside of the town by these marauders. Uh, and now you have to make the decision. The closer you get, the more difficult the check, but the more information you could potentially glean. Uh, and if you fail the check, bad things could potentially happen to you. And if you crit fail the test, you'll both be re-rolling new characters. We don't plan on stopping anytime soon, right? Absolutely not. We must get closer. I, you, you aren't stopping, are you? Of course not. We have to get inside. Get trying to get inside the town is definitely an option, but it will be a very difficult test. Uh, is so I would I would say that would be an arduous test. Oh, and the uh, it'll be stealth, by the way. Sorry, it'll be stealth. Do you have any stealth? I have no stealth. Yes, I have stealth. So when you pose the uh, posit the idea of like getting inside, something else like, are you fucking crazy? Are we going back inside? <laughs> How difficult it was to get out. And a couple of the Umbat Noir, other Umbat Noir, like, they agree, like, uh, we agree that is very ambitious but dangerous. It's possible that whoever goes inside does not come back out. Be very certain this is something you want to do. There is nothing that is happening right now that is not dangerous. This is a task that must be done. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. I am going to go do it. Is anyone else with me? I'll say if you want to get inside the gates, that's arduous. If you want to get to the gates, like to the walls, we'll make that hard. If you want to get to a higher vantage point, kind of overlooking, like within probably uh, 100, 200 yards of the town, we'll make that uh, we'll make that challenging. If you want to just climb up the mountain, the, r- the route towards the governor, and just kind of look down as best you can, we'll call that standard. Uh, and... Uh, if you want to just like climb a tree from like a mile away and like put your hands over your eyes like the binoculars, we'll call that routine. What would you like to do? I like somewhere outside the gates for a hard, I think. Okay. Agreed. It will be a stealth test. So a hard stealth test. And the two of you are doing it. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I also do want to remember remind you that you can't re-roll a crit fail. But go ahead. So go ahead and roll your check, and then uh, you can roll the assist die, Melissa. Right out the gate. Boom. Two characters dead. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I said it as a joke, and it actually happened. Nice. That's a crit fail. <laughs> Dear. Um. Oh, my God. 33. You guys are nuts. 22% chance to get... Okay. So, this is what's going to happen. So, as the two of you insist on getting closer to the wall, the rest of them do not. 
Uh, and so they decide to take a, a different path. They are going to go up the ramp and try to get a better view and just at least count large numbers. The two of you on your own will approach kind of from the eastern side towards the gate. Uh, you know that there are some trees and outcroppings you might be able to climb up nearby and get a better look or at least get a sense of whether or not the walls are still intact. Uh, as you're getting close, you get to the point where you ran into Lavinia the night before Hubert, this little depression by the edge of the cliff where she and some of the others were hiding, a bunch of little outcroppings of, of granite and this wiry, strange winter tree uh, giving you some some cover. Uh, and then you push and you go a little further. You don't see anybody. You're like, okay, now's the time. There's no one, they don't, you know, there's no one on, on the gate itself. You don't see any scouts on the outside. They don't seem organized. You can see you can see plumes of smoke on the inside of the city here and there, the inside of the town, uh, but uh, you don't uh, you, know, you don't really see anyone outside. There are plenty of bodies, however, on the ground. Uh, you can't tell from the distance because there's a good twenty to thirty or forty yards or so between where the gate is and where you are. Some basic basic plain ground, uh, and you can see the section of the wall where it was on fire, and you kind of climbed over. As uh, apparently the fire has gone out. Uh, it's charred. You can see that it's kind of crumbled a bit. It's certainly a weak point. You could probably possibly even get in. If this were a siege, someone could easily bust that wall down. And so you make for it. Just take a run. You're like, we're gonna get we're gonna get up to that little get up, get up to that little wound in the wall and we're gonna see if we can peek inside. And as you're running, you uh you kind of stumble along the way. We'll say it's Hubert who does, and he stumbles and it just makes an incredibly loud racket. And what you didn't notice was that slumped against the gate was not a dead body, but it was in fact a marauder that just happened to be taking a nap. And at the sudden sound of metal clinking all over the ground, uh, they look up, they see you, and they kind of peer carefully and then immediately grab one of those horns and they blow. And then uh, coming immediately out from behind, as you're getting up, as you're taking the time to get up, you can see that a couple others who are on the inside of the gate start to come out as well. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Um, we'll say both of you are standing there. We'll put them at about 40 yards away from you. Uh, we'll say that there's about five of them. And then there's the sounds. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, this obviously failed. So I'm trying to book it out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. I'm, by the way, going to go ahead and uh, roll a little peril for you. So you can take 11 points of physical peril from the tumble. Um, do you want to try to run? Yes. All right. Sounds like a chase to me. Uh, so we know how this works. We are, we're well, very familiar with the chase sequence. Uh, we'll say this is a three-round chase. Okay. Uh well, you're trying to run maybe a mile or two away where you can kind of get lost in some of the heavier vegetation uh, of the uh, of the outskirts. Yeah, definitely not going back to the fort area. All right. Um, we'll say it's probably going to be maybe a mile or two of the chase. And then at that point, you're going to try to get them, you know, get away. Like there's a long way to go to get back to the to get back to the fort. So three rounds. I'm going to give you a plus three head start for the first round. Okay. Uh, and then what are your bronze scores? I doubt any of you are going to run out of steam, but either of you are going to run out of steam, but what are your bronze scores? 40. 
Okay, so you have uh, uh, your attribute bonus, I should say. Six. Okay, six. Five. All right. Okay, you're both fine. As long as I, neither of you were under three, it's probably not going to come into play. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. Got a 15. Got an 18. Uh, so I am going to have two. Uh, I'll have two two groups, we'll say. We'll say there's two groups that are chasing, so I'll be rolling two different ones, uh, and we'll go from there. So these do not get any kind of head start, however. Uh, okay, so the first one, the first Marauder group, we'll say there's like three in the first group. They roll a 14, and then we'll say the second group will go, and they roll a 15. So the second Marauder group has rolled a 15, which means that the one that blew the horn saw the stumbling of uh, of old Hubert laying on the ground. Erevay, uh, uh, you didn't fall, so you're able to kind of run a little bit more fa- a little bit faster. Uh, and kind of get out in front uh, of of Hubert, but Hubert, you have uh, you have kind of been held back. Maybe your your sword or your weapons are kind of all messed up because of the fall, and you're kind of getting them straight, and so they're getting caught in your legs. One of these Marauder groups immediately gets up towards you, uh, and so we'll, we're going to let them go ahead and make an attempt to take you down. So it's going to be a coordination test to try to take you down. It will be resisted by coordination if they're successful. Now, the good news is that they don't have any raising coordination. Uh, but they still roll the 24, so that's a success. Uh, you can go ahead and roll your def- uh, your resist. Uh, I failed, but I'll re-roll. Okay, go ahead. I crit failed. That is a crit fail, 88. Wow. And so, Hubert, you are tackled uh, behind by one of these three marauders. Uh, Erevé, you turn around and you can see Hubert has been taken to the ground. This person who you just met uh what do you do i will um maintain some distance and shoot an arrow okay so we'll break out of the chase immediately (laughs) and we'll go into initiative order oh boy all right so there's two different groups well there's total of five the first group uh has got two the second group has got three and it'll be first one up is bear so bear go do something uh go hammer a nail done and then the first group will have two that just tackled you. You're on the ground right now. One of them is on top of you. Both of you are prone. Uh, it will go ahead and attempt to do uh, a chokehold. Uh, I think that makes the most sense. It'll try to choke you and kind of keep you where you're at. So you're already on the ground. That's a success on the chokehold. Uh, and since it went before you, you are currently being choked. Uh, you will take... Uh, Hubert, a grand total of eight physical peril as this one guy is just just go ahead and choking you. Uh, the other in the first group will go ahead and swing at you. This one will come up right behind uh, and will actually take a swing uh, while you are prone and on the ground and being choked. Uh, they will roll their threshing flail. This is going to be at routine. Uh, with a 97, I will fail. But I'll go ahead and re-roll that with one of the two misfortune points i have and i'll roll a four and that'll be a success i uh, get to roll an extra d6 because you're laying on the ground which explodes uh, into 15 which explodes into 21 uh, which goes up to 23 so you just took 23 points of damage oh my god 23 points how does that how does that do for you there buddy that'll drop me all the way but i'm gonna use my blessing in disguise <laughs> to get a permanent chaos right okay What's that? what are you at now four okay uh, and then it'll be Stekus's turn. So Stekus, you get to do something. Uh, and then it'll be Aravay's turn. So I am going to 
There's one standing over top of him, striking. There's one on the ground with him, choking him. Shoot at the one choking him with a hunting bow. Ouch. And crit fail. And with a crit fail, uh, roll a d6. And if you roll a... Hang on, before you roll it, let's decide. If you roll a six, it's going to hit Hubert. Okay? D6, if you roll a six, it's going to hit Hubert. Okay, it's a two. So uh, the arrow very nearly hits him in the top of the head uh, and it embeds into the ground right next to them. Uh, you'll go ahead and take, well, I rolled a one on the peril thrill, so I'm sure your peril threshold is too much. But yeah, you would have taken some peril from that, but I rolled really low. Um, okay, lots of crit fails tonight. Then uh, you still have two more AP uh, left if you want to do something. And you guys have four fortune points left. What was that D4 roll for? Nothing. Oh, don't worry about it. I've never seen a D4 in my life in this game. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's it's fine. It's fine. Nothing you have to worry about at all. It's totally fine. I normally send those types of rolls to myself so you guys don't see them happening. Uh, But. uh, Oh, okay. Sometimes he likes to just stress us out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes they mean something. This one might mean something. Uh, So, Arave, you have two AP left. You just attacked. You missed terribly. What do you want to do? I think I'm just going to see if I can hustle like up a tree okay. to try to get um, kind of a better angle and be a little bit farther away. Okay. So you're going to back up and you're going to look for some, sure, you can find somewhere to get some elevations. You can, you can, there's this fairly big kind of thick, wiry, but easy to climb tree that you can climb up a little bit. Uh, and there's no vegetation on it uh, at this time of the year. Uh, so you can get a little bit of an angle. Uh, but you're a ways away. Uh, Lavinia, making bandages. Hell yeah. Then it's Hubert's turn. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, there's still three more that'll be on the turn order after that uh, that are a little further back. But Hubert, you're being choked, so you need to try to break the... You need to try to resist the chokehold first. Was I supposed to resist that originally? or? Yeah, didn't didn't you roll and fail? I didn't resist chokehold. That was the takedown. All right, yeah, gr- go ahead and roll it now. It's fine. All right, I should be choked from the original chokehold. Would you want to re-roll that? I'll let it happen. Okay, so roll at the start of your turn. Okay, do you want to re-roll that? Yeah, let's re-roll this one. Okay, so I now have two misfortune, and you guys have three fortune. All right, I can't get through it. That's another fail, and so you continue to be choked. Uh, the other three uh, marauders are now coming through the gate. They will be on scene on the next round. Uh, so bear, good job. And it's back to the top round of the two. One of them will go ahead and maintain the chokehold. Um, go ahead and take... Oh, that's a 10 plus 16 points of physical peril as it continues to choke you. Uh, the other one will go ahead and attack uh, once more with Threshing Flail. Uh, that's a critical, critical success. Um, since you are still on the ground, I'll get an extra roll, which is a 5. So take 17 points of damage. I'll do another blessing in disguise. <laughs> okay. Man, how many permanent chaos rakes do you have? Five. Okay. Damn, man. All right. Uh, and so that's the end of their turn. It'll come back around to uh, Erevé. You can see that there are more coming. Don't think I can leave this person here. Not until you're sure they're dead, you know? If you see their brain explode, you could probably go. I am going to, okay, so I am still getting used to this character. Uh, so she has something called take him down. Um, so I can actually at distance use 
range skills to attempt to disarm, stunning blow, or a takedown. Okay. So, um, and I also need to do a coordination test um, for another skill that I have. It's fun learning a new character. Yeah, Long's going to be able to do that pretty soon. Long, you also wanted to get closer, right? Like that was also your That was idea. the idea, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, a crit fail is a crit <laughs> fail. fail. It's quite well. Yeah. All right. Um, so the coordination test that I'm doing was for a skill called Arbalest Speed. Okay. So it's Arbalest Speed um, to see if I'm going to be able to load this without spending action points. So okay. I can't. So then I just have to spend action points. So then I will try to do a takedown at range. One of them's already in the ground. So the one that's been attacking him, you can you would probably do that yeah. too. Okay. So that's going to be another coordination test that I also fail. Would you like to re-roll that? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. She's sealing your doom by giving me these misfortune points. And I fail again. <laughs> the dice are speaking. Yeah, we've had shit dice rolls tonight. I will spend one for another AP so that I can load and shoot again. All right. So you're down to one fortune point. I was supposed to roll simple range when I tried to do the takedown. Okay. So simple range for the takedown is a three. So the takedown worked. And then I can take a shot at it. Um, so I'll, I'll spend the fortune point to get a fourth AP so that I can shoot at it. Okay. Go ahead. That's a success. Okay. And I have other stuff that happens with a success. So he's also taken down but i think or he's also prone but i think prone is melee you get the bonus let me double check prone really quick okay i get an extra d6 because of fey treachery so whenever i make my first successful attack i get an extra d6 okay so that puts you up to 12. okay so did i inflict damage yes so now i get plus one to my damage thresholds until i'm slain or combat ends for my precision shots and you do also get you do also get an extra d6 because it does not specify melee attacks. Roll an extra d6 because they are prone. That's a two. Okay. Uh, so 14 damage total. Uh, we'll move it down two steps on the track and we'll actually kill him. What I was rolling before was where they were would be on the damage threshold track. Let's not forget that they just invaded a town and so they're not going to be all perfectly you know, healthy. And so the, the D4s I was rolling is how many steps that they were down. And so you attacked one that was already very far down the damage track and you were able to take it out. So that one was actually at uh, grievously wounded and it was, uh, was just taken out by a boat. But the other one's still alive, still choking. All right. So then Hubert, it'll come back around to you. I'm going to try and break this chokehold. All right, let's do it. You can do it. There you, you succeed go. succeed this time. All right, you succeeded. And so now you have your three AP. What would you like to do? I'm going to attack my enemy here. Okay, laying on the ground? On the ground, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I mean, we'll say it's a wash. You guys are both just kicking and punching each other and stuff. So whatever it is. But yeah, okay. Um, go ahead and roll. Standard. Just keep it a standard. I failed. So I'll get up with my remaining two. Do you have and do you have any points in coordination? Uh, I do not. Okay, so it's two AP to get back up. And that's your whole turn. You're standing above them uh, currently. Uh, and uh, they're next to you, and you can see that there are more coming. And so on this turn, on this round, they will catch, they actually catch up to you. Uh, and so there's now three more marauders within relative proximity of Hubert, uh, but we'll say they are not yet able to attack. Um, so uh, the one that was choking you will stand up 
Uh, they also don't have any coordination, so they will go ahead and attempt to take down on you um, as well. Actually, no, I'll do I'll do chokehold because that's athletics and they have a rank in that. So I'll try to reinitiate my chokehold on you uh, to keep you from going away. That's a fail, but I'll go ahead and re-roll it uh, to see if I can get lucky. It's a fairly high chance. Oops, that shouldn't have been routine. Let me put that back to standard. Still would have been a fail no matter what. Uh, Still a fail. So he tries to reach back out and reinitiate the chokehold, but is unsuccessful. Uh, then it'll be Aravay's turn, and there is now going to be another marauding group that'll go right after Hubert. So the three, there'll be three more that are right after Hubert. I am going to try to shoot that one again. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to run. Um, I'm going to increase the difficulty. Uh, doesn't matter. You rolled an 18. You're good. Uh, it's 12 damage. You don't get any bonus damage for being prone this time. So just 12 damage. I get an extra D6 for my Fey Treachery because it's the first time that I'm hitting this one. Okay. All right. So that's a total of 15. That'll move them two steps, which will take them to seriously. Uh, so I'll roll two D6s. And I inflicted damage, so I get another plus one. No wound, however. No injury, I should say. So I loaded and shot, and then with my last one, I'm going to try to start moving away. Uh, Hubert, you've got four. One that's immediately next to you, engaged. Uh, and you've got three that are within one movement from you that are coming fresh. And there's one dead on the ground. Uh, your new ally took one out and has hopped down off of the perch that she was on and has started to run away. What do you want to do? I'm going to play a game of catch me if you can with them. <laughs> okay. All three to run. I'll leave myself open for opportunity. Yeah, I'll go ahead and run. I'll go ahead and roll one. Uh, this is a standard thresh and flail. 38 is a success. So that's no. 12 points of damage. How's that do for you? Yeah, it's enough to knock me one. So I'll just take another chaos rank real quick. Oh my gosh. Puts me at six. I don't even have to do injuries against you. Like I could burn all of these and probably kill you, but like you're just going to take ranks. So like... Seems silly to spend them. I'm just going to kill you by getting you to go to my side. Uh, okay. And so what's your movement? Six. Okay. So that means you're able to move with a run 18 yards. So they, the other three will close in on you at this point. Um, they've got better, slightly better movement than you. So all three will be able to get there. Uh, and I'll have one of them attempt to take down. Uh, as they kind of catch up to you. That's, uh, that's a fail. Uh, second one will move up and will uh, we'll say actually just swing at you. So we'll do that. And that's a success. Uh, remember you have plus three to your damage threshold. So th how does 12 damage do you? It doesn't break through. And then the last one will come up and will also try to take take you down. And I'm going to roll an athletics since it's going to charge. Uh, and I'm going to, yeah, this is the one right here. This is the, this is for all the marbles. 48 is the success. Go ahead and roll resist, uh, resist with coordination. You have one more fortune point left. No. Would you like to reuse it? Reroll it, I mean. Yeah, last one. Okay. You got it this time. That is ridiculously clutch uh, right there. Okay. Um, so then what we'll do now is since it's just going to be you running and them running and you running and them running, um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do like a return to our chase. We'll go 
to the last two rounds here. Uh, Arave, you can keep your plus three head start. Hubert, you can't. Uh, and so we'll see if you can just get away from them. We'll do two quick rounds of this. All right, so Arave's got 19. Hubert's got nine. My dudes will probably be able to catch up with you. Uh, so I rolled a seven. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, I thought for sure I'd be able to get to you. Like big, thick. Big, thick. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I sometimes I name them. So, okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and... Uh, so go ahead and roll your your second round. I actually have to roll a complication die to see if they roll a d6 yet. Nope, no d6. And so they're still chasing you as you begin to kind of go down the rocky terrain of the ramp. Uh, there's a road, but the road hasn't been cleaned. Uh, so Hubert will roll, move up to 17. Arave, what are you up to? Arave is back at Fort Jaeger with a 38. <laughs> wow, I have holy. 10 movement, so I'm uh, pretty swift. And then... With a whole big fat seven, I need to roll seventeen to get you. So uh, it didn't take into. You rolled a one. It's actually a sixteen. Uh, it should be a sixteen. Uh, it's still short though. Uh, whether it was a eight or a sixteen, um, and we'll say the two of you get down the down the the ramp faster than the the big old lumbering big thicks behind you. Uh, and you manage to get into kind of a forested area of the, uh, you know, at the at the bottom of of the base of the cliff that leads up to up to Verdum. Erave, um, you're so far out in front. I feel like you could probably easily kind of outpace them. Uh, but if you want to kind of like stay back, um, I'll give you a chance to roll a stealth check to try to like grab Hubert and hide him before uh, before they catch up, and so they they might be able to kind of run past. Uh, if you want to try to do that. So I'll give you one chance. This is it. Yes, please. Then I failed. Okay. So uh, as uh, they come running down, uh, you can see that these these three uh, big old marauders uh, are kind of stumbling past, uh, and they're just still on your trail. They can't quite catch up to you, but they also uh, they also haven't stop running so at a certain point you're going to have to make a decision whether you turn and face them or whether you keep trying to run but that's a decision we'll save uh for next episode uh so we'll go ahead and stop there what a mess <laughs>